Right, uh, we promised you some uh, exciting news from uh, SEN and SENZ and uh, we can give it to you now because uh, we have already told you we have got the ball-by-ball rights of the World Test Championship final and the hugely anticipated Ashes, of course. Well, now we can tell you our commentary team. Uh, It is uh, led by Adam Collins. You uh, will be familiar with uh, the voice of Adam Collins, a very, very accomplished and very popular British broadcaster. Uh, But we've got also Ravi Shastri and Harsha Bogle coming to you, of course, uh, uh, anyone that uh, follows Indian cricket uh, will know those two voices very well. Heading to Birmingham for the start of the Ashes uh, will be uh, Damien Fleming. Now, Fleming's a, a real character, a terrific radio commentator, former quick bowler for uh, Australia. Uh, Daniel Norcross, we've heard Daniel before. He's been on our show, actually, as a guest. Uh, but more in particular, from New Zealand's point of view, we will hear the very familiar voice of one Jeremy Coney, which is exciting for us because he's absolutely brilliant. We know that, and he will entertain us uh, throughout the night and the early hours of the morning with some wonderful cricket. Uh, Jeremy Coney, first question to you. Uh, how are you, sir, and where are you? Uh, I am well, Smithy, and I'm in Auckland at the moment, but heading back home to Picton uh, in the next day. Right, okay, so now then, Jeremy, this assignment, um, in terms of uh, the British summer coming up, uh, I'm not sure in my time I can remember a more anticipated uh, series of cricket. Oh, I'm a lucky fella, aren't I, really? Uh, I feel that mm. way. Uh, the Ashes always... Um, I mean, you, you and I we know when we were playing, such a robust kind of legacy for that, that series, isn't it, really? And, um, and it's the sort of competition that nourishes, you know, the juices of the loins, you'd have to say. Um, no quarter given. Uh, every session means something. So good chance for compelling listening and viewing for me. Before that, Jerry, um, you've got a, uh, an appointment uh, at the Oval in the World Test Championship, neutral venue, India and Australia. How important do you think uh, the profile of Test cricket that this encounter is, maybe even India winning? Yeah, well, that's, I mean, as soon as you say the word India, um, it means obviously a heck of a lot, doesn't it, nowadays? Um, So lots of eyeballs will be on that game, that's for sure. Uh, It's going to be a good game, though, Smithy, isn't it? Because Australia are a competitive group. Uh, They've shown that they almost made the first Test Championship that we won. I think it was only a bowling point, wasn't it? A deduction that kept them away from that, uh, that, that final. So, and here they are in the second one. So there'll be no pushover. Uh, and, and they've kind of got quite a consistent, stable side as well. But maybe not as much as it used to be, you know, with the Langer, Hayden, Ponting, War, um, Martin, War, Gilchrist, that kind of group in the 2000s. There are more changes, but it's still pretty consistent, I think. Right, let's uh, look at uh, the Ashes in particular. I look forward to this because um, Brendan McCullum, as is always the case, is on the front foot trying to get in early. He's named us, uh, basically named us side for the first test at Edgebaston already, which is quite incredible. Um, how, do you, how do you see this series playing out generally? Uh, bearing in mind you've been to all these grounds, you've played, you've commentated all these grounds, you know the conditions well. Uh, how do you see this series playing out? Is there a favourite in your mind going into it? Not really. I'd love to say, I mean, people say, will say, oh, they stop sitting on the fence. 
But I, I just, it's, I mean, you've got a, a side that has kind of recalibrated themselves since McCullum and Stokes have taken over the England side and they've suddenly achieved better results. And they're quite exciting to watch, Smithy, aren't they? I mean, I aggressive with the bat and trying to create time, you know, to get the opposition out. And so they are going to give Australia chances. You cannot bat that way. If, if it was easy, it would have been done years before. And so th there are going to be chances, and I think the game can swing quite quickly. And that's what's going to make it quite absorbing, watching the game. Um, the Aussies, can they take the Aussies down, the Aussie bowlers? who have been pretty consistent with Cummins and Hazelwood, who's kind of metronomic. Stark, who'll bring the ball back in and go across the right-handers. And, of course, Nathan Lyon. So that's been their... That's been their bowlers, and it's done them pretty well in conditions around the world. Okay, they were taken down in India, but other than that, they, they know England pretty well. They've got lots of players who are over there to back that side up too. Jeremy, uh, Ben Stokes has uh, openly said, look, I want hard and fast pitches. I want to fight fire with fire here. But I wonder if he's got enough fire. Uh, I, I look, I, I see Anderson and Broad uh, in the attack. I'm, I'm not sure how many tests uh, either of them will play. But what I do see is uh, guys that are now, because of their age, their older legs, down on pace. Unless the pitchers do something, they could be a bit like cannon fodder at times. I agree with that. I, I think that, that that little decision that he's made might suit their batsmen. And there's even talk about them perhaps bringing the boundaries in a little. I don't know. But I, I, um, I, I just feel why, why make the conditions what I would describe as Australian-like rather than going mm. to the more green pastures. Um, and they've lost, as you say, they've lost Archer. They, Ollie Stone was, you know, he's pacey, but I mean, he's still pretty new in terms of tests, and he's out for the first two two test matches anyway. Um, you've got Anderson with a little leg issue, but he's not the not the pace you're talking about. Stokes hasn't bowled more than two overs at the IPL. I mean, that's that's suddenly changing things, isn't it? Um, and, and I mean, the key one for me is Robinson. I don't know what you think of Ollie Robinson, but I think he's a pretty handy English seamer to me and gets good mm -hmm. bounce, stands tall. What do you reckon? Well, I, I think, again, I, I think he, he is going to... A bare handful at times, but he's going to require, uh, I still think, even at his pace, the ball to do something. I mean, he's putting, to me, Stokes is putting a lot on Mark Wood. Without Archer, he's putting a lot on Mark Wood, who is a mm. definite bounce and pace bowler. But he's susceptible to injuries. I'm not sure he'll get the whole five test matches. And Australia could get used to him very quickly. Yeah, well, the other aspect of Stokes is not going to bowl much. And I, I don't know how bad that knee injury is, but we saw what he was like at the Basin, didn't we? And, mm -hmm. and I just feel that means that, that Leach is going to have to bowl a lot more overs, even in the first innings of a match. And the Aussies took him down in Australia, didn't they? And I just wonder whether there, there could be an opportunity for some of the Aussies there.
Oh, I think, Jeremy, you've just touched on one of the most intriguing parts of this. People will say it'll be um, a fast bowling contest. I do not believe that for one second because you know as time goes on over an English summer, spin becomes more of a factor. You have, with Nathan Lyon, uh, one of the best uh, off-spinners uh, the game has ever seen against Jack Leach, who is far from that. It's far from that, um, uh, Jack Leach. And yet, the contest between McCullum's attitude, Stokes' attitude to take spinners down against Lyon, for me, that is one of the battles of the summer. Sure is. Um, and whether Lyon is able to combat and work out different ways, uh, if there's enough bounce there. He's a bounce bowler, really, isn't he? He comes over the top. Mm. And so he challenges you to defence all the time with slip, man and close on the offside and leg side. That's where he kind of gets at you a wee bit. If there's a wee bit of turn there for him, he's going to be difficult. But if it's not turning much, say, in the first innings, he's going to have to have other ways to prevent this England side from taking it to him. They've got that other young lad, haven't they? Um, mm. can't remember his name at the moment. Um, Todd, he's from, is it Todd he's from Murphy? Victoria. Yeah, Todd, Todd, Todd Murphy. Murphy. He's the one who got all those wickets, yeah, yeah. against the Indians, didn't he? Um, so whether he's, he's going to be used, I wouldn't have thought he would have been going in the first couple of tests. But we'll just have to wait and see. It's going to be fascinating, Smithy, just to see how this, these games pan out. And, and Jerry, it's the teams, be, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the teams, I think, that keep their bowling sides together, because mm. and can keep them on the park. They, if you look back at the Ashes, ever since McGrath stood on that ball years ago, um, <laughs> there have been a lot of bowlers out. Whether it was Simon Jones or Ryan Harris, or I think Swan was out for an elbow at one stage in Australia. Um, Anderson limped off in one of the tests you know, early on in the first test in 2000. Jofra Archer's out now. If, if it's the side that can keep those bowling, the best bowlers together for longer, I think, will have an edge. Uh, Jerry, you talked about um, you know the the possibilities, and you, you thought perhaps that the Australian uh, batting side wasn't the the unit that it has been in previous years. Although uh, it's a pretty handy damn unit, to be fair. But there is one variable in here, and that's David Warner. Now, uh, nightmare last yeah. time in England against Stuart Broad in particular. You have the. I think they'll give him the first test. They might even give him the first two. But you're in prospect of commentating the end of what you'd say is a fairly controversial but productive career? Oh, over 8,000 runs, Smithy. Um, mm. He's, what, is he 36 now? Um, I don't know. His average is probably, I'd say, in the mid-40s, uh, 2,500s, and, and a strike rate in test, Smithy, of 71. That was about your mm. kind of strike rate, wasn't it? Um, and um, <laughs> I, I, just, I just think he is, he is a key man. They like him because he attacks bowlers. He makes, he's, just, he's kind of the Englishman in the, in the Aussie side, isn't he? It's that kind of, we'll upset the bowlers. We'll make them really uncertain as they're running in where they need to bowl here. And it's, that, that whole thing about are the Aussies going to stay the same, Keep the same field, keep the... You know, it's a red ball, Smithy. It's not a white ball, mm -hmm. so it moves, as we know, in, with the Duke. And, and if the Aussies can do that, it's not going to be easy to slog them all round the park, I wouldn't have thought. You know, I think deep point, third man could become a really interesting spot and maybe mm -hmm. even long off, long on. 
you know, um, might, might be quite interesting as well. It, it's going to be fascinating the way they approach this. I think uh, David Warner, you know, you, you can see little signs and I, I think David Warner is, um, you know, for all his bravado and that, I, I just think he's getting a little bit more tentative about not just the mental side of his game, but uh, the actual technical side of his game as well. Jerry, tell us a wee bit about your team. I think that's very interesting because these are the voices we'll be listening to. Harsha, you will have worked with before. Ravi, I would imagine, in television and radio. Yeah. Um, it's nice and yeah. it's a nice little, I'd like to use the word eclectic mix, but I, I'm not sure I've even used the right adjective here Jerry but tell us about about your team oh it's it's a solid side isn't it uh, as solid mm. as the sides we've just been discussing really people who have had broadcast and cricket in their veins for years and years and then have learned on top of course some of the skills required to describe the game nowadays also have an innate kind of sense about what's happening out there and able to relay that to people and then you get to the Ashes sort of team you've got that bon viveur which is old Daniel, Daniel in there um, Norcross and he he's a, has a lovely kind of voice and a, and a turn of phrase um, Adam Collins is, is really good, you know, a really good broadcaster, does a lot of cricket work as well, so I mean it'll it's going to be fun being amongst. There'll be a lot of laughs, Smithy, I've got to say. And we all stay together at Airbnbs right around the whole of England. So we bed down almost, you know, in the same, same house together. So we'll get to know each other pretty well, I would say. I would imagine you will, Jerry. Um, and yeah, I think night, no. night, I think night will be as much fun as day, knowing that lot. So hey, listen, <laughs> travel, tra- travel safely today. Um, travel safely to the yeah. UK, my friend. And also um, yeah. enjoy and enjoy the, um, the prospect. What I believe is one of, going to be one of the the most interesting three or four months of uh, cricket coming up that we've seen in a long, long time. Uh, I know you'll do a great job, but enjoy the occasion, mate. Thank you. I I will. Cheers, Smithy. Thanks very much.